street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. Please follow me on Twitter at MagnaBosco or on Facebook and YouTube at MagnaBosco210. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. Morning. morning. How are you today? I think I'm all right. Do you have time to do an interview? Um, sure. What Beautiful. Excellent question. I'm glad you asked. I'm doing a street version of street epistemology. Street epistemology is where you ask questions to explore a claim somebody makes because they think that it's true. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Cool, cool. The last woman that I talked to said that she thought that aliens existed. And then we explore her confidence that it's true and the reasons and the method for being so sure that it's true. Oh, that's fine. But it, it could be anything. It could almost anything. Uh, opinions might be a little bit harder to explore than fact claims. So like maybe you think that there's a higher power. Maybe you think karma is real. Perhaps you think that the earth is flat or vaccines cause autism or don't cause autism. The idea here is to pick a claim that motivates you to behave and then interrogate it by using questions in a respectful way. All right, I got you, I got yeah. you. What keeps you busy here, by the way? Right now, um, mm -hmm. I'm actually looking for the transfer center. I'm trying to transfer from SAC to here, and... I have no idea where that is. I know, nobody does. I've just been wandering around. Transfer center. Yeah, I talked to one dude. Oh, it might be over by the, by the library, maybe up there. I checked over by the library, and it didn't look like it was over there. I might be wrong, I'm terrible. I'm huh. terrible at looking for things. Nobody in there knew. I'm, I'm gonna mm. check this building next week. Are you trying to transfer before classes start next week? I just no, actually, I just need to talk to somebody because, like, okay. I need to know what classes to sign up for at SAC. I'm kind of reaching my limit as far as like what I can and can't sign up for, and I also want to minor in music, mm. so I'm trying to both stay on biology and music at the same time while not mm. going over my class limit. Okay. And that's that's a hard uh, juggle without any guidance. <laughs> so for sure. Yeah. Well, do you want to do a short interview where I, where I set a timer for four minutes? Yes. Yeah. yeah. The thing about the timer, though, number one, I tend to forget setting it, so I'm going to try not to do that. Totally. And then when we hit four minutes, sometimes the person that I'm speaking with is so engrossed in the conversation, they want to keep going. And that's fine. We can do that, too. Uh, but my first name is Anthony. Hi, Anthony. Hi. I'm Delia. Delia? Yes. Okay. Are you okay if I record this? Yeah, go for it, dude. Okay. Thank you. And I've got a second camera up there. Awesome. I'm going to hit start. That's actually really cool. Mm -hmm. Well, it allows me to jump between the different camera angles, like maybe there's something distracting going by, or maybe something of interest going by that I want to actually capture, so yeah. I can kind of jump. But how do I spell your first name? D-E-L-I-A. Delia? Is that how you say it? Yeah, well, I pronounce the E like an I, so Delia. Delia. Yeah. Delia, okay. I threw out a couple of different claims that we can explore. Mm -hmm. Ideally, it's something that you think is true, or maybe you're you're starting to question even. But in any case, you act out on it because you're convinced to some degree that it's actually true. Okay. A good example might be, I'm sure that spirits are real, and if I light sage, it's gonna it's gonna chase them away from my apartment. It's a good one too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well. We could talk about anything. It doesn't have to be supernatural either. Cause like I don't. I'm like iffy on the spirit thing, so I don't know if I can necessarily argue that. 
Um, you're what on the spirit thing? Iffy. You're iffy on the spirit thing. Okay. Yeah. May I ask why you're iffy on the spirit thing? Because, like, there's... It's hard to believe, it's hard to see what's a hoax and what's not a hoax, but like, as mm. for comfort reasons, it's nice to believe that there are spirits here, as in like guardian angels, mm -hmm. or um, if you want to go the reincarnation route, it's nice to think that if you see a bug on your wall, it's like, oh, that's my cousin, you know? I had an interview with a woman who, she was elderly, it wasn't here, it was on a trail, and her husband had died, and like a week later, a hummingbird was it a hummingbird? A hummingbird maybe landed on her shoulder and she just got so emotional about it because she was convinced that was her husband coming back. Yeah. And I think as we started talking, she began to, to understand that I'm deriving comfort from thinking that it's the case. Yeah. But she really couldn't be so sure that it really was. So yeah, I think you're right. Like I think sometimes we can have beliefs that give us comfort, but they're not true. Yeah. I'm interested in something that you're certain or you're fairly certain is true. And then I want to get into your reasons. And your reason might actually be, well, it gives me comfort. It would actually be interesting if we pick something that you were sure is true, and then we uncovered that the reason why you think it is because it gives you comfort. Yeah. I'm not saying that that's the case, but it would be interesting that happened to be the case. That would be cool. But I want to figure out your reasons and how you're verifying that those are good reasons to justify your confidence that it's true. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I'm going through a period of time where it's like, um, I'm like, working on my religion so i'm like iffy about that as well mm. you're working on your religion yeah like okay so i'm catholic i work at a lutheran church and um i'm familiar with a lot of other religions mm -hmm. like um, i've taken humanities so i like to think i know a little bit about judaism and hinduism and buddhism and stuff like that it's also fun to think about well paganism is kind of like a not great word but um neither is mythology mm. What I think I'm hearing is that you're looking at relig religious claims and you're looking to see which ones make sense, possibly. Yeah, I guess. Are you evaluating those things at this moment? Yeah, I'm evaluating them because I'd like to choose something or I guess nothing if that suits me mm -hmm. um, so that I can be comfortable in my place in the world. Mm. Comfortable in your place in the world. Yeah. Cause, That's an interesting way of phrasing it. Yeah, because like I've grown up Catholic, so I've grown up with a specific point of view. But, um, and that's mm -hmm. been comforting to me so far, but I went through an instance where um, my sister was in the hospital for a serious period of time. So, Sorry to hear that. Thank you. But um, she's okay now. She didn't die. She's good. Um, good. So. Older sister, younger sister? Younger sister, which mm. probably made it harder. Um, so I had a lot of questioning in that time period, and plus I've had relative that relatives die recently and um, it's been really difficult so um, I'm just trying to find something that's comforting for me and something or if nothing is comforting then that I want to learn how to accept that as well I know that's all very general mm -hmm. but, um, no that's good sometimes starting general and then narrowing it down to a, spe a specific claim is fine but I've actually found that keeping it general can be helpful as well at the very start, you had said something interesting. I made a note of it, and it was something like, you're iffy on the whole spirit stuff, like angels, because it can give a person comfort, and it may not be true. But what I'm wondering here, when I was listening to you, it sounded like you were saying, I acknowledge that religious beliefs could give me comfort. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. And I want to build off of that with a question, if that's okay. Yeah, go for it. My question is, could you find a religious claim that meets your criteria of giving you comfort 
and it not be real? Yeah, I'm working on that. <laughs> that I can't answer yes or no because, for instance, we'll go with a big hot button one. If whether or not God is real, um, if it would be comforting to me that He was real or she, you never know. Um, that would that would kind of be like a rock that I could confide in. You know, I could like pray every night and feel that somebody is listening. If you thought that God was real, yeah. it would be a rock of comfort for you. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what everybody says. You know, when you go to church, the main thing is like, he is my comfort and my strength and all that stuff. So um, I feel like for a lot of people, that rock solidness and um, even the way that they phrase things is, especially if loved ones have died or if they've gone through a difficult period in their life, it's so much more comforting to have that rock mm -hmm. to not have one at all, or even mm. to have one that's so like popular, so like easy, like you're walking down the street and somebody could be like, bless you, and you're like, oh good, another Christian. <laughs> you know, it's, it's comforting in community and it's comforting in um, that ethereal support. Mm -hmm. But if I were to accept that he or she is real, and not even accept that he or she is real, if I were to just continually wonder about that while I'm praying, I'm wondering if that would still be a comfort, you know? I think what I hear you saying is that if you found yourself questioning whether the rock of comfort was really there, it might interfere with your ability to derive comfort from it. Yeah, which is why I'm so tentative to like, accept that it's real or not because what if i accept that it's real and then 30 years down the line there's this huge shaking point in my in the foundation of my belief and then i start back at square one like that's mm. an interesting place to explore and to read about other people going through that crap but it's not fun yourself you know you go through a lot of like turmoil. of course it could be it could be devastating to think my goodness something that i thought was a rock of comfort was an illusion yeah and and coming to grips with that can be very difficult. There are a lot of people who do come to grips with it, and there are some people who are like, this is too tough of a topic to even consider, and I'm just going to just think that it's true and not even question it. Mm -hmm. Which camp do you fall in? Where are you at? If this rock of comfort that may actually be giving you comfort from now to the end of your life, if the rock of comfort wasn't real, would you want to be aware of it? Would you want to know it? No, of course not. Okay, so like if um, if with certainty we could say that God isn't real and all of this, nothing is predetermined, nothing, no, there's nobody looking out for you in the afterlife, there's no greater power looking after you, not only would that shake the rock of like everybody, mm. like even people who are atheists, it's like, I knew it, but it's also like, it's, it's not necessarily proving people wrong, it's more like taking that foundation away from people. I don't mm. think I would be comfortable knowing that for sure. Can I repeat what I think I hear you yeah. saying? I think I hear you saying that if what I'm calling the rock of comfort is fiction, I wouldn't want to know about that. Yeah. Is that really where you stand on it? Yeah, totally. I think mm. um, I would rather... It's the mystery is what keeps it alive. I think mystery is what keeps religions alive because it's religion is sort of um, it's almost like a meditative practice. You have to condition yourself to believe something in order to um, make yourself feel better or help yourself function in life. Basically, mm. I feel like that's what religion.
religion boils down to. Okay. Is it your position that religion is a component that needs to be in your life? Not necessarily needs to be because there's also nihilism and not, I'm, ta I'm mm. not talking about the, like, God is dead in a literal or, like, negative sense. I'm talking about if there is no higher power, I need to derive comfort that I am my own, like, mm. engineer, that I'm my own Your own compass. rock? My own rock, yeah, I'm, that I'm my own rock. How do you think atheists, for example, who don't think that there's a rock of comfort out there, cope? I think it depends on how deep you want to get into existentialism. So um, if they're not looking at it, if they're not looking at their place in the world, then they're just going through life. And they're just, mm. oh, there's the sun. Sorry. Did it hit you? We yeah, can move hit, a little. Yeah, it hit me in the eyes. Okay. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel like, um, yeah, it depends on existentialism. If you want to go for, um, if you want to go for, like, okay, so I don't, I don't remember any philosophers names right now I just learned about them but there's one guy um, who it it's like his responsibility to make decisions he's the only one that can hold himself accountable for the decisions in his life whether they're large or small and that might not seem like a big thing mm. but whether to go right or left could change your life and you are the only one responsible and if you want to forget about that stuff go for it but some people just don't forget about that stuff some people are like mm. I don't need to know some people just go for it like if I get this job whether or not like mm. it happens like either it's gonna happen for a reason or maybe they're just maybe like I don't know I feel like people have to derive some belief in something so maybe it's just a mm. little like karma, or maybe it's not a totally religious thing, but maybe it's like, um, say la vie, you know? Mm. Like, I don't know what that means, but I'm sure it's, a, I'm mm. sure it's something. What does say la vie mean? Like, it's uh, either, uh, it's just the way it goes. Yeah, or some, whatever happens, happens. Shit happens? Yeah. Maybe? Is maybe it happens. <laughs> <laughs> shit happens in French. <laughs> uh, maybe you can ask one more question and we can wrap it up. Because cool. the, idea, the idea here is to have a short talk and then maybe some time in between. And if you end up coming here and you see me out here again, we can do a second talk Sweet. or a third. Cool. Uh, are there any? I think you're in the shot. Oh, you're trying to avoid the shade, the sun. But yeah, because it's like yeah, it's like happening. Okay. okay, I can keep backing up a little. Okay, cool. I think I'm still in the shot, maybe. Um, probably not. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's a wide lens. I'm probably in it. Okay. <laughs> are there any downsides that you can see? to thinking that something is true because you're deriving comfort from it, the rock of comfort, for example, and you don't have a good reason for actually thinking that it's the case, like acknowledging that that rock might not actually be there, but pretending that it's there anyways. Yeah. Pretending might be too strong of a word, I don't know. But are there any downsides to going through life convinced that there's a rock of comfort out there when you really can't be sure that it's the case? I mean, I think so, because I question myself, like, daily, and I would like to not do that. You would like to not question yourself? Yeah, because it's a source of anxiety for me personally, but then again, mm. um, some days it's kind of interesting to question what reality is, or if whether, like, whether or not if there is a rock. Yeah. Because, um... It's just fun to explore different ideas about life. It's just, 
it's fun to go into philosophy, it's fun to go into psychology, um, and it's fun to kind of dig into yourself at times. Mm -hmm. Like, um, when I'm laying in bed at night, that's not fun. That I don't want to have an existential crisis when I'm trying to go to sleep. But, mm -hmm. like, maybe in the middle of the day, or, like, mm -hmm. when I'm, like, when I'm bored, maybe I'll delve into that and, like, write a bunch of notes and, mm. like, or, like, go look up some philosophers' ideas on, like, specific topics. Like, it's fun to see other people's opinions, and it's also, um, but I think it just depends on, like, the time of day. Hmm. What would be the worst-case scenario of taking, acknowledging that, yes, when I ask myself questions at particular times of day, that it could result in anxiety, Taking that into account and picking times of the day where, where maybe it's, it, it reduces your anxiety. But what do you think might be the worst case scenario of questioning the beliefs that we hold? Um, when you're sitting in church and you're trying to sing like a song, like that, that's my job, like a religious song, and all mm. of a sudden you look at the words and you're like, I'm not sure if I believe this, and then you're like mm. freaking out, having an existential crisis in work, in church while you're trying to work. That's a that's surrounded a, by people who serious. believe it. Yeah, like potentially. wholeheartedly, like wholeheartedly, yeah. they are straight up like Catholic, Lutheran, whatever. Talk me through that though. Like, how does that feel? How would that feel being in church? You're looking around, everyone's singing, everyone seems to believe it and you're starting to question. What's going through your mind? I sort of start to look around and I'm like, wow, these people are living their entire lives and they're not questioning anything. First of all, mm. how do they do it? And second of all, now that I'm questioning something, um, something that's so firmly in everybody else's mind around me, that sense of community no longer exists just in that moment within me. So it's like all of a sudden I'm alone, large, like crowd basically have you ever been like lost like totally like you have no idea where you are and you're like in another country and you have no familiar faces i actually have it's, it's like that. yes yeah. It, yeah it could be scary to think holy shit i don't i don't know anyone here or i they don't understand me maybe might be a better way of putting it yeah that's what it feels like do you want to be a questioner or do you want to be a person who sings the songs um i kind of like i mean it's been comforting to be the person who sings the songs mm. um hey just so you guys know we're doing a recording here okay sorry y'all <laughs> yeah it's it's more comforting to be the one who sings the songs and not questions mm. anything but i feel like if we're gonna get something out of life i feel like it's good to question okay. whether or not it makes us uncomfortable Mm. So, yeah. You're more of a questioner then, is that yeah, right? Yeah, I guess, because I also want to understand people. I want to understand who I'm talking to. I want to be able to empathize with them. I don't, mm. I don't want to walk into a room and start judging the people I see. Mm -hmm. That's like human nature. I want to be able to like see people for who they are and not for their beliefs. Okay. Last question, and then we'll wrap it up. And you can ask me any question that you like. Okay. Do you think that as you're in... And I know you gave an example. I have this visual of you sitting in church, and you're surrounded by people, and they're all looking at their, their hymnals and singing songs, and you're questioning. Do you think that there might be other people also questioning surrounding you? Oh, totally, especially those people in the back who don't want to take communion right away. That's those people, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, and especially, um, they're like younger people sitting around me. I know some of them have gone up and professed their faith in front of the entire audience. Those people, I'm pretty sure they're good. But like, mm. <laughs> there are a few people in there. You might be surprised. Yeah, that's true, I might be surprised. You're right, I just judge someone. Okay, mm. <laughs> so like, yeah, totally, especially like, 
I guess people at midlife crises, younger people, um, I feel like people who are older, like maybe they don't want to question it, but maybe it pops up into their minds. I don't know. Mm. Maybe people are questioning all around me and I just don't know it. Like, mm. I would. I w I'd like to see like speech bubbles pop up. Wouldn't that be fascinating? Yeah. Honestly, I think one of, the, one of the ways that we could figure out what other people are thinking is to have a dialogue with them. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I'm out here. But Okay, so I guess at this point we can shift it where you can ask me any question about what I'm doing or where I stand on your claim or anything along those lines. And uh, I'll give you a card with my email on it and a magnet and one of these three pieces as a gift. Cool. And then maybe if, if you actually end up coming back to the school and you see me, you can, we can build out the set. The idea here is to give you plenty of time in between two or three talks so we can track your progress on your stance on whatever claim it is we're exploring. So, do you want to hit me up with a question, or do you want to wrap it up? It's, it's completely up to you. I'll hit you up with a question. Where y'all going first? Um, mm -hmm. Do you want to wait just a second while these guys pass? Yeah, definitely. And there's... I just noticed that it got, like, super loud. I know. It's it's actually normally it's kind of quiet here. Yeah, there's got to be something but, going on. Well, they're setting up all these booths, so there's a lot of, of activity at this point. Yeah. And which color would you like? Blue. Okay. Ah, thank you. Keep that as a memento. Ah, that's awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And then maybe we can build out the set at some point. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, you can ask me any question you like. Um, well... Within reason. <laughs> yeah, right, within reason. Um, I mean, since we've been talking about all this stuff, I want to ask what's your stance on religion. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. I don't want to walk away judging you, so I'm not going to do that. Just do you want to back up just a tad? You might be in the shade a little better. Hold on. Is that okay? Right here. Is that good? Uh, I think it might be. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Either that or you just got like a YouTube video and I've walked out. <laughs> Could you step just a tad this way? You might... Yeah. As long as it's not in my... Yeah, I think that's good. I think you're good. Okay. So what is your question? Um, what's your stance on religion? We'll go with that. I know that's my stance on religion, personally, I would be the one in the pew. I've been the one in the pew looking around me thinking, do these people believe this? Because I have questions. Yeah. I, I was the one asking questions at a very young age, mm -hmm. and I was the one that came to the, the conclusion that, uh, while it might be nice to think that there's a rock of comfort out there, I don't have a good reason for thinking it. Yeah. So I've abandoned that view. I'm open to believing that there's a rock of comfort and there's a higher power out there, but I think I would need something more than uh, reducing my anxiety and, and uh, even though it might be more challenging to get through life to a certain degree by not thinking that that rock is there that's kind of where I'm at and can I ask one more question? Mm -hmm. okay so if you don't have a rock in religion do you have a rock in any saying or any any like little belief or large belief like, like a, did you say a saying? A like, saying? A saying. like a mantra or something? Like a mantra or karma and dharma or anything like that to kind of no. lead yourself, I guess. Like I don't have a mantra or um, if you're if you're asking me like how am I managing and finding meaning and purpose through life and coping through difficulty? Are you asking yeah. me that? Yeah, that. The way that I do it is by surrounding myself with friends and loved ones. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, my family, my friends, um, a community of people who are also interested in asking questions, a community of people who asked those questions and found the answers insufficient. Uh, those communities are out there. So, um, yeah, or, or let's say something is really tragic that's happened in my life. Like maybe my, one of my siblings got really sick like yours did. I might be tempted to 
want to think that there's a rock of comfort there, but I would, I would find myself reminding myself that I don't have a good reason for thinking it, and I would find other ways to cope with it, like maybe seeing a therapist or um, sleeping in late maybe on a Sunday, you know, to think about it or exercise or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was a fun talk. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Yeah, you did a great job. Uh, anything else? Um, you want to register for your find, find your transfer class? Yeah, I'm gonna go walk from building to building and air conditioning now. <laughs> you were into this building, I take it. Yeah. Did you ask in there? Yeah, there's an information booth. Do they not have the answer? Yeah, they don't have the answer. So, hmm. Well, but there's nobody at the information booth, so I just walked up to a group of people who looked like they knew what they were doing. Did it. So, um, I'm mm. just gonna walk around and... So let me think, you're, you're trying to transfer here. Yeah. That would be like the admissions office, right? Yeah, admissions, sure. Maybe I was using the wrong word. You need the admissions office. Yeah. Um, I think if you go up these stairs and make a right, there's an entrance on the right. And if you go in there, there's an office to the left. So go up these stairs, make a right, the first or second right that you can make are these doors, and if you go in there, there's an office to the left, and I think that might be the admissions office, I think. Gotcha. I'm not okay. sure. Well, they told me to go upstairs in this building, so that sounds That good. might be it. Yeah. Okay. Delia, yes. thank you very much. Thank you so much. What was your name Anthony. again? Anthony. Anthony. Really appreciate your time. Yeah, really appreciate it, too. Okay. Thank you. Take care. Rock of Comfort, Appeal to Mystery. She was raised Catholic, so mystery might be a big component for her. Oh, I think I just dropped off. Test, 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 test in one, two, three. I just dropped off there for a second. Yeah, I was getting a chime in my ear that my right AirPod was dying all throughout that conversation. And I think it just died right at the end. It just died right at the end there. So hopefully you guys are able to hear most of that. What a great talk. I mean, that was just awesome. Um, very open, very honest, willing to admit at the start that believing something that gives you comfort is iffy. It could be silly, like angels. The second she said that, we had a baseline from which to build off of. That's why I said, that's really interesting. Let's talk a little bit more about that. But she immediately almost turned around and said, thinking that there's a rock, a God, a rock of comfort out there is beneficial. It's helping me get through life. It's helping to reduce my anxiety, possibly even. You know, the very same thing that she just got done sort of besmirching was what she was explaining as being somewhat foundational to her thinking that this God is real. And then she started giving this wonderful visual of sitting in the church and and singing. I think she said she was like uh, studying, maybe like being a minor in music or something at the start. Gosh, how many of us listening could, could relate to that? Sitting in church, sitting in a, in a mosque, sitting in, in, in a chapel or a temple and wondering, are we the only people who are questioning this? That was just a wonderful visual to explore with her. Well, wasn't she kind of mixed? And not, not as I'm thinking about it, it seemed like she was saying, it could be devastating 30 years from now to discover that you were believing a lie, essentially, and that she wouldn't want to know. And yet she's in church 
questioning. This is a great question for her. Why would a person question if they don't want to know? Why would a person question if they don't want to know the truth? That would be a great question to ask her. The Street Epistemology Podcast is a production of Street Epistemology International. You can donate or learn more about this nonprofit organization at streetepistemologyinternational.org. The views, guests, and topics expressed here or not expressed here do not necessarily represent those of the organization. 